Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Frank Marcus here, Technical Director at Motor Trend Magazine. I'm taking another turn in the Autoline Daily Anchor Chair for my friend John McElroy, who's out of town again. Boy, this is really getting to be a habit for him. Anyway, it's Tuesday, May 3rd, 2011, and here's what's happening in the world of cars. Saab is saved, again, for the time being. According to Reuters, Spiker announced that their Swedish automaker received a 30 million euro convertible loan, that's about $44 million, from Gemini Investment Fund, one of Spiker's financial backers. Victor Muller, Saab's CEO, said the company is still working on securing a 30 million euro loan from the European Investment Bank as well as a long-term funding deal with Russian billionaire Vladimir Antonov. But the big news here is the announcement that Chinese automaker Hotai Motor Group is investing 150 million euros, about 220 million dollars, in Saab in exchange for shares of the company. This is the second time a Swedish automaker has hitched itself to a Chinese outfit. Remember, Geely purchased Volvo from Ford last year. With this patchwork of investors, it looks like Saab will have the funds it needs to keep going, at least in the near term. We'll see how long that lasts. Honda is still feeling the effects from the earthquake in Japan. According to Bloomberg, the company announced it will extend limits on dealer orders of models built in Japan. In addition, Honda says the introduction of the 2012 CRV will be delayed by at least a month and production of the new Civic that was just introduced will also be limited for a few months. Last month, Honda said global production won't be fully restored until the end of the year. But while Honda is cutting back on production, Audi is adding shifts to keep up with demand. According to Bloomberg, the company's chief financial officer, Axel Strotbeck, says delivery times for some models are taking longer than they should. In the first quarter of this year, Audi sold over 312,000 vehicles, which is an 18% increase. There's no doubt that the Chevy Volt is a hot product. Aside from winning over critics, like taking home the golden calipers in Motor Trend's 2011 Car of the Year competition, it's also struck a chord with consumers. Demand for the extended range electric is far outstripping production. A good problem to have. But instead of turning up the wick, GM actually limited the number of volts it sold last month. According to the Detroit News, the company is shipping cars to dealerships to serve as demonstrators rather than making them available for sale. It seems the General, that General Motors wants to boost the consumer awareness of the Volt by having them available to test drive at more stores around the country. The strategy seems counterintuitive, but I'll bet demand for Volt, the Volt stays high for years to come. Is Cadillac downsizing its engines? According to our newsstand rival, Car and Driver, the luxury brand will offer turbocharged four-bangers on its upcoming ATS and XTS models. Expect to see the 2-liter unit from the Buick Regal, as well as a possible 2.5-liter force-fed 4 from the Chevy Malibu. You know, it's sad watching the V8 get phased out, but this seems like an obvious move to me. Porsche announced that it will offer a diesel engine in the Panamera for customers in Europe. It's a 3-liter V6 from Volkswagen that's mated to an 8-speed automatic transmission. It also features stop-start technology. It cranks out 250 horsepower and can move the car from 0 to 62 miles per hour in just 6.8 seconds. But the fuel economy is the real story here. It's said to average 43.5 miles per gallon on the European combined cycle, and on a, a full tank it can travel over 745 miles. The Panamera diesel goes on sale in August, however it won't come cheap. In England it sells for 62,000 pounds, 
or about $102,000. Coming up next, a look at wireless charging technology from Delphi. We'll be right back after this. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. One of the drawbacks of electric vehicles is having an available outlet to plug it into for a charge. But what if you could recharge your vehicle without plugging it in at all? So we know what's happening in the auto industry right now. You're seeing the emergence of plug-in electric vehicles and electric vehicles and those kinds of hybrids. And the consumer is going to get very used to having to plug in those vehicles because they're battery charged. Delphi has a full line of plug-in chargers available for that purpose. But what we're working on now is the next step. We're trying to take that to the next level where the consumer would simply have to pull into their, into their parking lot or into their garage, pull over a wireless charging pad that Delphi is developing so that it would not require uh, the, the uh, driver to get out and plug in the vehicle. So imagine the uh, convenience associated with that. What wireless charging is all about is that we have to have the ability to transfer power over distance. People were familiar with the idea of transferring signals wirelessly, whether that's through a remote control, cell phone, that kind of technology. But to actually move power over a distance is really uh, a new breakthrough. And so we've teamed up with a technology company out of Boston co called Wytricity, and they are a licensee, an exclusive licensee of technology that was developed at MIT and we're bringing their um, magnetic resonance uh, charging capability to the vehicle and incorporating that into the vehicle. We've equipped this car with the uh, magnetic resonance charging pads. So there'd be one mounted underneath the car, one would be mounted on the garage floor or in the parking lot, and the driver would simply drive the car over top of the pad and the car would automatically charge without the need to be plugged in and they wouldn't have to get out of their car and plug it in, they wouldn't have to mess with the cords. It's sort of a no-touch system. So it's, it's like park and charge. There's competition in the marketplace, and so the competitors offer what is typically known as inductive charging. It requires a relatively close proximity. The pads have to be close together. The advantage that this system offers is we're able to, because it's magnetic resonance, we actually have the ability to uh, move that power over a greater distance so that we can cover the typical ground clearance of, a, of an electric vehicle. So we don't have to be touching, we don't have to be very, very close, we can actually separate that by the ground clearance of the vehicle and get the efficient full charge. Delphi says its system takes about the same time to charge a car as a 220 volt outlet, or what's known as a level 2 charger, which is about four hours. The company says its wireless EV charging system will be ready to launch as the second generation of electric cars comes to market in the 2014 to 2015 timeframe. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate your patronage. Once more, I'm Frank Marcus, Technical Director at Motor Trend Magazine. I invite you to check out our latest columns, features, and reviews at newsstands every month or on the interwebs at motortrend.com. Again, thanks for watching. I'll catch you next time. How does 12 million impressions grab you? Get your advertising message in front of the most engaged automotive consumers in the world. Call me, Stacy Eman, at 586-255-1364.